All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Are we going to do a, on this episode of the show show, we're going to talk about what have you been watching? Like, <laughs> it's true. I, yes, for, for those at home, I've written on our brand new studio whiteboard some of the highlights of things to come in today's podcast. Yeah. So that uh, Slaney wouldn't be so uh, so gobsmacked by what I might throw at him. It's true. Um, so it's, it's good for me because my heart can't take it. And... <laughs> And uh, it's good for the listener because we can kind of like, obviously, we'll go into uncharted territory throughout this podcast. Right. But we can let you know a few things that we'll be talking about. Like, for example. What have we been watching in, in the last couple weeks? Right. Who died? Who died? <laughs> who died? Usually somebody. No, I'm like, who did die? We could have a segment almost weekly called Who Died? Who Died? <laughs> <laughs> and have like a really cheery intro for it, like yeah. who died who died dun, dun, who died i just have a feeling that um there will at least be a few where that feels deeply inappropriate <laughs> yeah almost always or we could have like a very sappy like like in memoriam kind of like augusta masters like yeah play like hallelujah or fields of gold every week <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh wonder woman 84 Worth the fuss? Who knows? I guess we'll find out. Which late night host is over it? Hmm. When is Alex's final Jeopardy? Ugh, I guess we'll find out. It was final supposed Jeopardy. to be this Christmas Day. That's what I thought. I was yep. going to actually ask you about that. Didn't happen. How about Mulaney? How about Mulaney? Did we talk about Mulaney yet? We didn't on the podcast. Pod, right. podcast. On the podcast. So we'll, we'll save that. That's all coming up. Yeah. Uh, how are you? How was your holiday? Happy New Year. Good. Uh, holiday's been, been uh, great. You know, hanging out with family and friends and small groupings as we as we are uh, able to do here mm -hmm. and trying to keep it tight and not not grow the the group too too crazily um and uh yeah pretty straightforward great got a table saw did it oh you got a table saw I got a table saw so you've already got a pretty comprehensive workshop yeah was that something you wanted to complete the ensemble yeah it was definitely like a a final piece that was that was necessary i think i've got everything i need now what are you gonna use that for table saw now i'm going to just be sawing stuff and sawing long pieces of wood right down okay <laughs> now it's just taking them long making them short that's right yeah that's right uh no it doesn't even necessarily um like it's not necessarily that i have plans for it but i've just had to borrow my dad's and uh neighbors a few times when it's yeah. like oh we're you know doing the fence or we're making the adirondack chairs or I like to give myself some projects like, okay, I'll, I'll make this side table or whatever. And, mm. uh, anytime you do that, you kind of need a table saw. So that's true. We got a drill for the same reason. There you go. Except a drill is a more fundamental thing that a household should have. Totally. Yeah. You'll uh, use that all the time. I think so. Well, we already use drills all the time, but we're borrowing my dad's or we're having him come over or we're borrowing the neighbors. I mean, we've already rebuilt a whole back deck with someone else's drill. Really? Well, yeah. But, uh, but here we are now with our own. Yep. Feeling a little stronger. Solid. Actually, Becky got the drill. <laughs> yeah. And I got the new vacuum. Nice. So it was one of those really adult Christmases where we yeah. got things that like feel a little nerdy to be excited about. New kettle, for example. There you go. New kettle where you can set the temperature. Yeah. And at every 10 degree increments, the little internal light changes color. Oh, wow. That's I awesome. Know. I know. I know. So 
you can, you know, those like fancy teas that are like boiled to 350 degrees. You can actually see that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a tea that <laughs> right, needs I to guess go 350 degrees. Might be so the temperature of lava. <laughs> <laughs> don't well, put this in your mugs. This is why my mouth hurts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, no, it, it caps off at 100 degrees. But right, yes. To, nice. answer, to answer your question, you can set the temperature differently. That's because amazing. because I heard that you're not. We use a French press. You're not supposed to uh, boil water for a French press. You're just supposed to like uh, not quite boil it. Like yep. Heat it until it's just about to boil. Because otherwise, you burn the beans. Right. So we like bring the water temperature to ninety. Boy, this is exciting that's content. A, that's a great great temperature. I can taste this coffee, and it's fantastic. Good. Good. I'm glad. Are you watching anything of note? Did you see any movies you've been meaning to see? Have you opened a Letterbox account? Uh, we watched, uh, Palm Springs twice because it's my favorite movie of the year. Okay. I, I recommended my family watch Palm Springs on Christmas day yeah. and immediately regretted it because oh, no. it's way more R rated than I remember. Right. Like there's lots of oral sex in it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> lots of jokes that, uh, created an awkwardness for my family. And then we turned it off after a half an hour and we watched, uh, bits and pieces of Ford versus Ferrari instead. <laughs> Oh, wow. What an interesting yeah. Christmas watch. What a shift. Well, we like we have this idea that there's a tradition in my family that like when the sun has set and everybody's like fat and exhausted, we'll watch a movie as a family. Yeah. It only happens 50% of the time at best. Right. And so it I, got... can't, I can't believe you you turned it off, though. Like like you gave up on it. That's I, a funny family. I dynamic. would have liked to keep watching it, but my mom fell off. Yeah. And I, like my uncle went home and it was just like, all right, it's just me and Becky and dad now, which actually is like probably the correct audience for this movie. Sure. But we just decided, no, nah, well, gotcha. maybe, maybe the vibe is gone. Mm -hmm. I still love that movie and, and highly recommend it. But yeah. It, I guess it's just bluer than I remember. Yeah, I suppose so. A little, especially just very early on. Just okay. early on. Yeah. Yeah. That's mostly true. It's mostly just early on. They yeah. kind of set a tone. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you watch that twice. Watched that twice. What TV did... I feel like we got through something recently. Like, we finished a whole season of something. Uh, and we were like, oh, we're we're done now. But I f can't really remember what it is. Maybe it was just the Christmas episodes we were watching of, like, The Office and right. Parks and Rec. And then we haven't really been watching a whole lot. I do want to watch Tenet still. I still haven't watched Tenet. I watched Tenet. What'd you think? I saw it. Um, I think it was uh, cool... Mm -hmm. It was really fun. Uh, it wasn't really fun. It was like pretty fun, but because I, I really didn't understand it, and, yeah. and so because of that, I it was too long. It was two and a half hours long. Maybe if I had a better grasp on what was happening, I would have enjoyed it a little more. Mm -hmm. There are still reveals that you get as they happen, but the overall uh, like mechanic of the way time moves in this movie, I don't understand. And so because that's so impactful on the overall plot, I only understood maybe 60% of the movie. Yeah. Alex told me like you almost need to have a, a, a coffee or something before you go into it. Probably. And just like, you, like you're, you're preparing for a test or something. You're like, okay, uh, remember that that happened. Uh, Surely it's a, a multi, it's a movie that rewards multiple viewings. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know if I'm up for that. Right. Something that surprised me is that um, John David Washington is kind of uncharismatic oh, okay. in a way that almost feels deliberate because like the character's name is protagonist. Like he deliberately doesn't have <laughs> His an identity. His name is protagonist? Yep. Wow. And uh, Pattinson is kind of the comedy relief. But do people call him protagonist in it? No. Oh, okay. It's but he like... refers to himself as the protagonist and Whoa. and like enemies are antagonists. Wow. Um. 
but like everyone else has names. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki. She's like the, she's going to play Diana in season five of the crown. She's like the supermodel uh, lead female role in the movie. She's, isn't there is, already a Diana in the crown right now? Yeah, but they're going to age up the cast again next season. Oh. So they cast one Diana just to introduce the character. They're yeah. going to kill her off next season as a new person. That's so interesting. Like th- you'd think they could do Diana with the same actress. Not if you saw this actress, she looks very young. Like really? she doesn't look like 36 year old Diana. Gotcha. No. Okay. She's good, but and plus it would be weird if they like changed over everybody else in the cast and they just kept this yeah, twenty-two true. year old. <laughs> that's true. Um, and then uh, Robert Pattinson, he's his character's Neil, I think. Anyway, he's actually very funny and charming in it, wow. and he really exudes an essential Bruce Wayne at times. Like okay. they got him in good suits, and like he's nice. you can see how he's going to be that guy, no problem. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I paid the twenty-five bucks to watch Tenet, and it was okay. It was. I mean, I'm glad I saw it. Well, it's what I might do specifically to like watch it again because you have it for what like 48 hours or something you own it you own it for 25 bucks on january 5th you can rent it for 6.99 or whatever oh you know what maybe i'll wait the five more at, days at this point you definitely should do yeah that. yeah <laughs> okay we watched soul what'd you think of soul loved soul did i tell you about the soul prize pack yeah, yeah you knew about the soul prize yeah. pack. and jen donated it somewhere i mean like donated to like like a charity or something. Now that I've seen the like, movie, okay. what was the what was the promotional material they sent you? It was like a t-shirt, a mug, a hat. Man, I wish I had some of that stuff because I love Soul now. Really? You yes. love Soul that much? Soul's beautiful. We <sighs> cried. We cried a lot in Soul. I, I saw a meme that someone posted that was like, Pixar 20 years ago. It was like, the toys can talk. Yeah. And Pixar now is like, now we're sending you into ex- an existential crisis about you know what's good and bad. I mean, there is something a little exploitative about the unspoken mission of pixar isn't there and i I think it began probably with up when ellie dies right that was the first like oh now we're supposed to make people cry yeah i think they felt really powerful when they did that toy story 3 as well which was probably before up but toy story 3 is a good movie up i kind of don't feel as strongly about as some people do inside out i absolutely don't feel as strongly about as some people do it felt like a blatant exploitation Mm. and this kind of felt like what maybe Inside Out was supposed to be because it's actually still really funny and sweet and beautiful visually and sonically. Really? <clears throat> now, have you seen Coco? I haven't seen Coco. Neither have I. I it's on Netflix, I think. Like, well, well, it's on the Plus too. Oh, right. We got it on the Plus. Um, There's no good excuse for that and I think Coco is probably great and I owe it a second chance because I fell asleep watching it the first time uh, and I can't remember why that would have been. Maybe if you um, had some coffee instead of Coco. That's what I should have done. Mm-hmm. I should have mm-hmm. cocoed it up properly. Comes back to co- coffee. Should, that's right. Yeah, I should have Java instead of cocoa. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's very good. I recommend cocoa. What was the other movie? Oh, last night we watched Uncle Frank on Amazon Prime. Yep. <clears throat> this movie's not really getting any attention. Nobody's really talking about it. But it's Paul Bettany, nineteen sixty nine, um, like South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, he's the black sheep in his family because it's kind of pretty well understood, although nobody talks about that he's gay. And he like uh, ran away to have a more accepting life in New York City. And he's got this niece Mm -hmm. who is just learning this about, she's like 18 and she's, he's her favorite uncle and and she kind of, it's a movie about acceptance and family. And it gets heavy at times, but it's also really funny. And I'm just a little surprised that nobody's talking about this movie because I think it's really good. That's wicked. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that. I uh, I watched Midnight <clears throat> Sky. That was a, a movie we watched. Clooney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know what? For the sake of watching it, if you have a choice to, you should. But by the end of it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a movie to watch on a night. 
Mm. But it's not like, you know, uh, you'll you'll kind of pick it apart a little bit as it goes on. Well, one of those kind of movies. I don't know anything about it, except for that it's another one of these movies about like an older man and a teenage girl, right? Yeah, I, like a young girl, like like a six-year-old. Girl. Oh, six. Okay. So I guess that kind of differs it from News of the World. But this format, this dynamic seems to be heavily used right now. And it's also used in Uncle Frank. It's also used in Mandalorian, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that sweet teenage girl, Baby Yoda. <laughs> Grogu. Yeah, girl goo. Girl <laughs> goo. It's disgusting. Man, I don't know if the Mandalorian can exist without Grogu. It can. They, yeah. I mean, it is the heart of the show. It is so the heart of the show. It'll be a challenge. It needs to get a new heart. But I think maybe we were softening up Mando a little bit too quickly, and now he needs to kind of live for himself again. Right. Now but maybe, no, maybe be, he'll be like hard living. Hard yeah. living Mando with like, he's like, I don't care. I don't care about anything. More so than ever. I yeah. Cause. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Although I think he's probably going to ditch his original creed and, and loosen up uh, religiously speaking. Right, start yeah. going maskless a little bit more. Yeah, a la Tobey Maguire and see it in Spider-Man 2. Right. He's always whipping that thing off. Yeah. <laughs> show him the pearly whites. Yeah. Um, yeah, so interesting. Uh, I, I'm noticing that dynamic kind of creep up, and I, I, I don't know what about... what What, what is um, Midnight Sky about otherwise? I don't know anything about this movie. So it's a terminally ill astronomer who... Uh, oh. There's a also a worldwide <clears throat> pandemic that has basically shut the world down like no survivors he's like the the essentially the last man on earth okay because the radiation or whatever it is the airborne thing hasn't hit the arctic yet mm-hmm. um so everyone evacuates because like death is kind of imminent so everyone's just like going back to their families but he stays he's like whatever like you know i i'm an astronomer and there's still some astronauts up there but most of them have died too yeah except for this one ship okay so he's like oh my god i can i need to make contact with them but meanwhile he like he's noticing a couple things around like a bowl of cereal that's just like left on a table and like there's a fire that starts in the kitchen and so he ends up finding this little girl Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, what? Like he's trying to get in contact with someone to be like, she's Goldilocks. She's, yeah, she's she's got to. Uh, how so? Well, you said she's just like he finds these like little bits of evidence that she's around. Uh, yeah, very quickly. Okay, it's yeah, it's not like over time. All right, <laughs> it's it's over like <laughs> like twenty minutes, I think. Okay, um, in his world, in our mm. world, it's like five seconds. Okay. Uh, anyway, so then uh, then he's like taking her with him to go to this more northernly um, uh, location where they can uh, connect with the one ship that's still apparently active. Mm. Meanwhile, you're seeing the ship that's still active, like in an, in other scenes, uh, which is kind of impressive. Um, and uh, dude, dude, uh, the biggest star I would say is Kyle Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like the, one of the captains or something on it. I mean, the biggest star besides George Clooney is the besides Clooney. Yes. Sorry. So it's, but it's like two stories basically happening. Okay. Yeah. And Clooney directed this movie. Yeah. Interesting that he's like shepherding this movie. That's clearly a, a little bit about fatherhood now that he has kids and he's like been around for all this time. And like now yeah. he's doing this movie that's about him being like a father figure. Yeah. Yeah. True. Do you yeah, have an essential... Actually, if you watch the movie, you'll see even more of those those tones do you have an essential george clooney do you have like a favorite clooney performance because everybody likes this guy and he doesn't actually make that many great movies and and no big commercial hits 
I'm a big like Ocean's Eleven. Sure. Yeah. Like you know, Ocean's Eleven's tight. Ocean's Eleven is great. I don't know what else, like Up in the Air. What else are you gonna say for up Essential Clooney? Up in the Air is really good. I mean, I think he's like like, ar- like unarguably an A-lister, but you're right. He's kind of like he's like not. He's a good actor. Yeah. I think maybe like somebody who's more. I maybe watched a lot of quality movies in a slightly different era would be able to tell you that like the good shepherd is excellent or Michael Clayton or the American or, right. um, good night and good luck. Like some right. of those movies where he was like kind of yeah, turning yeah. into a more artful filmmaker. And I think he probably is one of those, uh, a Syriana maybe. Right. But I haven't seen any of these movies. No, neither have I. I have seen, um, up in the air and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's kind of harmless. Um, and then, Another era of George Clooney is like Batman Forever. Right. Which weirdly. He famously detests. Well, it's not it's Batman, not Batman Forever. Forever. It's Batman it's and Robin. Batman and Robin, yeah. That's right. So the Schwarzenegger one. Yeah. You know, he famously says that's the worst movie ever, and he proudly like says that he's ashamed of having been in it, and uh, everybody who's associated with it feels the same. Another weird one, too, because Val Kilmer left as Batman, yeah. but they kept the Robin character. Yes, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, stayed the same. Yeah, well, That's um, a strange move. Even more consistently, same actor plays Alfred in the two Michael Keaton Batman movies. Really, four Batman movies he played Alfred. Two Michael Keatons, uh, Batman Forever and and Batman, Batman and Robin. And Robin. Yeah, three wow. different uh, Batman over one Alfred. That's crazy. Yeah, I wonder if like um, Christopher Nolan was giving uh, Robert Pattinson any advice on how to play Batman or if that ever came up. It's like, Oh, you're Batman now. I, Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like tenant maybe was made before the Batman thing started maybe, to happen. Maybe it did. Yeah. Um, but it's very possible. They're friends now, presumably. So they probably had a chat about it yeah. or maybe they're too artful to, to want to go there. Right. Interesting. I haven't thought about Chris O'Donnell in a long time. And I think actually he's probably had a lot of success in procedural crime TV. Uh, yeah. He's been on like NCIS. Has it NCIS? Like New Orleans, one of those shows, L.A. or something. For one of those shows where if you just want to be a working actor and make lots of money, like, yeah, good for you. If LL Cool J chose to do it, you probably should do. Absolutely. Um, So he's he's actually done quite fine, but he really stopped being like the heartthrob movie star that he maybe was totally uh, on track to become. Yeah. And then to his Robin was uh, Alicia Silverstone's Batgirl in that same movie, and another kind of the same example, although probably. Uh, commercially speaking, less successful than Chris O'Donnell because you don't really see her at all anymore. She was the no. mom in the Babysitter's Club, which we did on the podcast. Alicia Silverstone was? Yeah. I think Wasn't I forgot that? about that. It was one of those shows. Yeah. Anyway, one of those shows where she's stunt casted because she was famous as a younger person. Yes. Um, And I've mentioned many times recently that I love Clueless, but like she just right. kind of stopped. Her star just kind of stopped. Maybe Batman and Robin killed these careers. Maybe. I mean, Uma Thurman was gone for a while after it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe even Arnold was. Well, Arnold became the governor the of governor California. Shortly after, I Probably suppose. Probably not that long after. No. Yeah. I'd say within like a five-year span. So yeah. it was good for him. Clooney said on Stern recently that he never even met Arnold while working on that movie. Like somehow really? they were able to be like foils for each other. And yet they never actually were on set together. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Masks and stuff, I suppose. Um, Okay. So I think that this is what we've watched. Yeah. (laughs) Now. (laughs) Oh, you love that we have a schedule to share. Next point is who. I almost want to do like, you know, PTI style. Like, pardon the interruption with the two guys and they have the clock. Oh, okay. And you've got like a minute for every category. 
You've talked about doing that before. Have I? Yeah. I think maybe recently. Well, the problem with that is that sometimes there's just not enough things to talk about. That's true. We have to let the conversation flow naturally. Even this week, there's not that many things to talk about. That's true. But we might go for 90 minutes or maybe less. What about who died? (laughs) I'll tell you who died. (laughs) Who did die? Uh, Don Wells, Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Yes, I saw that right before (laughs) I turned to Jen. And I know you've called me a bro a couple times lately. And I this will make me seem like the biggest bro because... I saw, I was like, oh man, Marianne died from Gilligan's Island. And Jen was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, man, she was such a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen was like, she was smoking hot. <laughs> yeah. And she really was. Yeah, she was. Yeah. What a dime. Yeah. Um, That's, that's true. I guess I don't have any personal connection it's to a, her. It's a weird, did you watch Gilligan's Island? I have watched Gilligan's okay. Island. I wouldn't say I did. We've done it on this podcast before. Yeah, right. We watched, we watched a bunch of it like when we were young it was just repeating on tbs all the time so right that causes to and she out. died from covid too which that's the yeah we haven't had that happen in like popular culture in a little while right um and i mean you could have told me that she died five years ago and i would have believed you i have no tabs on the gilligan's island cast yeah um but uh she was 82 do you think it'll be like like when veterans die when like the last member the cast member of gilligan's island dies it's gonna be like a oh well, we've, she, we've lost them all. She's probably among the last ones. Like, there's she was no, 82. There's no way, like... Oh, true. She, she was would have like been, she would have been one of the, the younger, younger people, ones. right? Like, the yeah. professor's got to be dead, and Skipper's got to be dead, and right. the, the uh, Mr. Howell's got to be dead, yeah. and his wife's got to be dead. I think Gilligan died. I remember I him dying. Died. So the only other person who could be alive is Ginger. Ginger might still be alive. Yeah. Okay, well, let's... <laughs> Ginger Watch 2021. <laughs> Google, who played Ginger on Gilligan's Island? Ginger Grant has been played by four actors, Tina Louise, Judith Baldwin, Constance Forslund, and Jane Webb. Okay, they had four different people play Ginger. <laughs> There's that much so, turnover. Are they all gone? And the same guy played Alfred the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you made a switch from, from Amazon to Google. Well, yes. So what happened is Ross gave us another Google speaker for Christmas. Okay. And a really cool one. It's a Google Nest. And so it has a speaker. Um, no, it has a screen. Yeah. So you can be like, Google, uh, show me how to chop a pineapple and it'll bring it up on YouTube. Whoa. And so that's downstairs. And I moved the old Google speaker up here. Yeah. And I moved the Amazon speaker into the bedroom because we want to be listened to in as many rooms as possible. Is this controlling your heat and stuff too? God, no. That would be awesome. Yeah. It is controlling uh, the light on the porch. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So that's a programmable light. Yes, it has to be a smart bulb. Right, that's okay, part of gotcha. it. Yeah, cool. Yes, we did. Uh, I I transferred to Google in here, and it's a male voice now, just to shake to shake it up. Right. Yeah. yeah well, I felt outnumbered here with the, <laughs> all the female cats, and <laughs> I was going to say, finally, give give the males their due. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's still a servant. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. So that's who died. <laughs> Uh, Lady Google died. Um, well, I guess, so I guess you haven't seen Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Wonder Woman. Because you, if you're going to pay a lot of money to see a movie at home, it's not going to be Tenet. Or it's no, not going to be Wonder Woman. No, it's going to be Tenet. Yeah. With I, are you hearing that the reviews are not that good? Yeah, they're awful. They're not awful. They're not awful. They're it's just like... At like 63% of right. Rotten Tomatoes. But think, they're not that good either. Right. Okay. Uh, and you haven't watched it. No, and now I, I, I don't feel terribly compelled to, compelled to well no and it's it's expensive and i guess to answer your previous question you will have to pay a surcharge on top of your subscription fee i guess yeah. because we don't have hbo max I, I think maybe if you're in the states you have hbo max not crave i'm pretty sure you can stream it for no additional charge but that's not an option for I us ask my sister if she has hbo max 
Yeah. Just so we can get that question answered. That'd be really good. What I saw um, on an advertisement was available. What, what was it? Available through your streaming like merchant or something. Mm. So it made it seem like there was definitely a cost associated with it. Right. It was just such weird phrasing. Yeah. That they like almost invented it for. It's got to be a Googleable thing too because truly everybody has the same curiosity. Yeah. Anyway, I've heard by and large um, that it's it's a very lukewarm movie at best. Mm-hmm. That it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But they very quickly announced a third Wonder Woman movie, almost as if it was like damage control. It really felt like, like that to me. Don't worry, like, we'll get it right on the third. Exactly. Month. That's what it felt like. Huh. Like, don't fear. Maybe this one was kind of kind of messy but patty jenkins and gal gadot are back together once more yeah. and you'll see that i think sooner than you otherwise might have i think the idea is we're going to move that up the up the roster and you'll get it before too long they're like don't worry gal gadot's gonna sing another song uh right she, this time she's gonna sing simply having a wonderful christmas time <laughs> yeah <laughs> i thought you were gonna say simply the best <laughs> That would be fine. That'd be, yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, the Shit's Creek fans among us have a special place for that it's song. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Although they kind of like, they almost overdid it. They did. They, there's three Tina Turner's The Best moments in Shit's Creek, and the first two are awesome. And yes. And at the wedding, it's too much. Oh, even the second one is is like, goes on for probably longer than it needs to. Like, it's like the full song. <laughs> Oh, where he dances where to he's like just the, dancing around. You're kind of right, and I have to imagine that was. Although I love that moment in TV, you're I have to imagine how it was, uncomfortable it must have been for them to. Apparently, the two of them were like half in the bag when they filmed it. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I think oh. it, I think it was Dan's suggestion. So those who haven't seen it, is the idea is that uh, uh, Dan Levy's character falls in love with this guy Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick uh, sings at a, like an open coffee house. He he sings like a sweet acoustic version of the best by Tina Turner. Um, and he's like really horrified that it's going to be embarrassing and that it's actually awesome. And so later on, he kind of returns the favor by doing a really flamboyant, like spirited dance to (laughs) the original recording. And it's awkward, but hilarious. Yes. Um, And then in the third uh, use of the song, it's kind of their walk down the aisle song, I think. Yeah, it is. Uh, Oh, yeah. And they they sing it like the Jazzagals sing it. The Jazzagals sing it. I actually... (laughs) Was a little underwhelmed by the Schitt's Creek finale. As much as I've loved that show, yeah. everybody says they ball through the series finale. I, I did I did really love Schitt's Creek all the way through, but I kind of felt a little underserved by the finale. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Having streamed it all, I felt like it was a, a pretty fast moving sure. fast moving finale. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed uh, that, that uh, Catherine O'Hara dressed up as the Pope. I felt like that was a fitting yeah. you know, end to... Um, Continuing Creek Watch, and I won't belabor this for too long. Okay. When I tell you that we cried watching Dawson's Creek the other night, what I really mean is that we sobbed like disgusting babies. <laughs> what? For 45 minutes because they pulled a fast one on us. And I don't know how I've been watching this show for six months and didn't know okay. about one particular character who has a sudden and tragic death at the end of season four, maybe beginning of season five, I guess it was. Can we spoil these? Sure, it's the dad. Like point. Mitch Leary just dies. Yeah, he's. You knew this. Yeah, I did actually. I was gonna say, not the dad. I thought that happened earlier in the show. It happens uh, in the final third of the show, I guess. Um, he's just like the last thing he says to Dawson is, "I'm disappointed in you," and then uh, they show they cut to him towards the end of the episode, and as soon as they show him driving down a dark highway, you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, why would I, they otherwise? I guess be showing this is this. happening. He's uh, mowing down on an ice cream. <laughs> 
<laughs> Interesting choice. It's a really, uh, frankly, it's a pretty um, undignified death. <laughs> the funeral episode is good, okay, but the the cliffhanger in the in the episode before it is a pretty undignified death. He's just going to town <laughs> on an ice cream cone, and he licks the scoop off the cone, and it falls down like onto the floor. No, and he bends down to, to pick, pick up, up the ice cream, which is like, what are you gonna do with it, dude? Wait, you're on the highway. So he like he unbuckles his seatbelt to reach the ice cream that's fallen down into the muck. <laughs> What's one hundred percent his fault? They could yes. have had like a drunk driver or something, but well, they do. They kinda, must have hated this actor. They kind of spin it like it was someone's fault for being in on the oncoming traffic lane because like uh, when he gets back up with his ice cream rescued. Someone's coming at him, and like, then ah! then we see white, and the episode ends. Do you think the other driver it should just pan back and forth, and the other drivers doing the same thing? At the same I would time? watch. I would watch five seasons of TV just to see his build up to that moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't hate the actor. The guy wanted to leave the show because now we're in the college years, and so they kind of didn't oh, have a, yeah. have a use for the parents anymore. Right. And so it was his decision to leave the show. I've done some research. Okay. Um, and like I said, the the funeral episode. I mean, it was very. Jack Pearson, this is us, frankly. It's just like a lot of flashbacks, just right. really heartbreaking. You know how I am with like dad stuff. It yeah. was really like, really tugged at the heartstrings and it was well executed. Did it take you back to him teach, <laughs> teaching Dawson how to French a lady? We thought about it. <laughs> but it didn't? In No, it did. Of course it did. Oh, it did. We, right. we, we thought about it heavily. I just can't believe that I managed to watch so much of this show without having that spoiled for me. So it was like really a, a, a hefty thing. And... um and then you're just at the funeral. But I don't see how they can go forward with this because, like, if your dad suddenly dies in a horrific car accident, ice cream related car accident mm-hmm. at 18, like, that is a defining thing for the rest of your life. He's like, that, only 18. That does. I'm not saying that he'll be, like, forever traumatized, but he'll be forever changed by this experience. Especially if the last thing he said was, I'm, I'm disappointed, disappointed in, in you. you. Yeah. Like, is the whole season going to be, like, interwoven therapy and stuff? I kind of hope it is because it might be. what the thing about Dawson's Creek is that they they tend to like build something up. It's a melodrama. Right. They tend to build something up so that it's like the most tumultuous experience a young person can have. And then two episodes later, it's resolved and they're kind of like untraumatized by it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to need for this to be affecting Dawson for a long time. But I also right. don't want to be bored by a death storyline I didn't see coming. Is there someone that kind of goes crazy in Dawson's Creek? Yeah. In like season two. In season two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Andy. And um, she's like, she was dating Pacey at the time. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. You know. I know. I like, I, uh, I, I'm going back like 16 years probably. Yeah. To remember this. The thing with Pacey and, and don't, don't get ahead of me, but like, I'm, I'm kind of never going to care if Pacey says he's hopelessly in love with someone again, because he said it so many times about so many different people. I know. Don't you hate when that happens yeah. in a show? You're like, oh, you oh, don't. Oh, now she's the love of your life. Right. Cause the last We've one was seen too. This before. Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I didn't put Creek Watch on the on the board, but I sh- probably should moving forward. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know which late night host is maybe over it? I know. It's James Corden, right? It's James Corden. Now, this is just a rumor. It's kind of conjecture. Right. But I guess he's given an interview. And he's talked a lot before about not wanting to commit to the multi-decade show mm. that uh, a lot of these late night people end up getting sucked into. Not a lot of them, but... Like Craig Ferguson is a good example of somebody who after 10 years was just like, you know what? Haven't really enjoyed this for about three years. Yeah. So I'm out. Right. And I think maybe Corden's going to fall under the the same category of people. And I, I have to respect that. Like, I mean, I've complained about James Corden a lot and I don't think he's fantastic at it. I think he's a little one trick pony ish. Sure. Um, 
But he's, I, I think like Fallon, he's maybe thrived in the last six months, whereas others have flailed. Um, and I guess he's maybe just falling a little bit victim to the routine, wants to be in more movies, and maybe wants to be more based in the UK. That's kind of what people right. have gleaned from his comments. Right. Gotcha. Um, what? Yeah. Are you going to miss him? I feel no. like he's kind of been done for a couple of years, too. Well, yeah. The carpool karaoke was his thing. It but got that, hot and then it yeah, got like it so, got so cold, so overdone and they haven't been able to do it all year anyway. But yeah. like all of the big people did it. It's over now. Yeah. And um, when he does sketches on his show, they all fall under the same kind of format. You know, yeah. James is a diva. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's kind of okay. what they always are based around. Right. Um, and he wants to be in movies, you know, he, right. but he's like not in a lot of good movies is the problem. They're always music based. Cats or most recently, The Prom on Netflix, which I, I we thought we were going to watch, mm-hmm. and then we watched the trailer for it, and I was like, I don't want to watch those. Does Ricky Gervais get along with James Corden? Why do you ask? I feel like that would be the ultimate, um, test. do, do T- we think, James, the, the litmus test for, is J- James Corden actually a dickhead? Yeah. Well, some people suspect he might be. I, I remember the story you told me about the baby crying, and that stuck right. with me. Yeah, that's kind of become like one of the quintessential examples of him not being so graceful in public. Yeah. It's interesting that we would use Ricky Gervais's judge of character on whether or not someone's decent because he's not necessarily the best guy in the world. No, he's not. But I, I feel he would fully call out someone else who was not the best guy in the world. Probably. The other side of it I have to be a little more sympathetic to is that we're all human and like I have had some ugly moments that would probably, you could pretty easily, you know, if I lived my life in the, in, in the public eye, you could pretty easily create this narrative that I'm difficult too. Right. You know, so I don't know. Like, I don't know anybody, you yeah, know? It's true. That's I don't know. I'm, so, I'm going to be like way more empathetic in 2021. <laughs> Is that your resolution? No, I don't. I don't think I believe in resolutions. I think 2021 owes us a resolution. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I always do resolutions and I actually like, I've been pretty, uh, pretty successful with them. You are in general, somebody who sets goals and is really, really glued to them. You don't, you don't give up on your goals. No, I don't think so. This this year's goal is a, a very challenging one. What is it? What do, you, what do you got on the dock? It's I want to get into something that I know nothing about mm-hmm. um, and in the year become comfortable with it. And that is uh, web development and like coding. Cool. So you can just do it for free online. Like there's a ton of courses for it. And I've like even read a couple articles yesterday. Yesterday was kind of when I came up with this. I was just like, you know what? It seems like there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, maybe I'll do it and start enjoying it. Maybe I'll just like learn to do things that will be helpful for the future. I mean, it's like learning to speak a language. Like if, you, right. if you pick the right one, you're not going to steer yourself wrong. Like it's a wise asset. Right. So I, uh, I'm i like, you know what? Maybe I'll be, and maybe I'll. Li- I, this will be so cringy for me. It's already kind of cringy for me. Because if I'm bad at it, mm. it, it would be, or like just give up on it. It's like, ah, oh, that's, that's a big matzo ball hanging out. But the cooking, the cooking went well. Yes, it did. That was last year's? That was last year's. Um, and you're still cooking pretty regularly? Still cooking pretty regularly. I will say over the summer and kind of like early parts of COVID, it mm. fell off a bit. So it was probably like from, I would say like late May to, uh, well, it gets hot in your house. Yeah, that's true, too. Cooking is tougher then. So, like, mid-September was, like, when I got back into it. I think. I think. And I can't, I'm not a cook, so I really shouldn't speak to this, but I kind of get the impression that anybody who even enjoys to cook 
um, goes in and out of phases where they find it less inspiring. I think so too. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm still going to do the, the meal a week kind of thing. Like I, not meal a week. That makes it sound like I've, I cook multiple meals a week, Yes, but like I'm really cooking yeah. for like you one really meal. You really get involved with one meal yeah. a week. I think that's good. I think yeah. that's a great quota. Mm-hmm. So with the web development, do you want to be like a, a creator? Or are you looking to turn this into an artistic um pursuit dude i don't even know maybe i'll be like like building robots by the end of it I'm, yeah i'm not even sure but like i just <laughs> maybe i, I feel will. like i feel like if nothing else it will add to my like generalist bag where i'll have some knowledge of something that i knew nothing about before okay you know yeah yeah okay good it's a weird one so where, what's your jumping off point then do you get it for dummies book do you enroll in a free class so there's this website called odin like o-d-i-n mm-hmm. and it it literally breaks it down like like okay this is going to be challenging but like we're going to start right here first of all watch these videos on the internet and like re- like here's an article on you know motivation with programming because you're going to get super frustrated and know mm. that everyone goes through this and like it's it's a lot of like work up to I've only done like an hour's work on this so far <laughs> which was yesterday yeah. when I decided to make this my resolution mm-hmm. um and then uh uh yeah you kind of start putting things in down. does Ross do this at all uh I don't know that he would tell you he does web development but he's he's very technologically savvy more so than me and he knows a lot of resources for for he could get it done if he himself couldn't do it. Right. Okay. If that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, yeah. I just think it's a good tool for the toolbox. But um, but yeah, it it really breaks it down. And and there's a a subreddit car- called R slash Computer Learning. Mm-hmm. And I actually read an article about a 32 year old guy who went through all this, and it kind of became his like passion. And he started like you know doing this and like. And some of the salaries are kind of crazy. Oh, I bet. So, like, if I just add it into the the arsenal, you never know. Good for you. That's Thanks. a great goal. I don't think I have anything so tangible. Uh, I mean, I want to get married this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, that's a good goal. I think it is. Yeah. And it's, it's June? Yes, yeah, it's going to be June. Okay. It's got to be June. It's got to be June. It's got to be in June. So, there's this is a little inside baseball for our current... Uh, uh, lives. Lives, but... I read something about you You can have a wedding of like up to 150 people or something if you have a wedding planner. Oh, I don't know about that. There's, like a, uh, there's like a wedding planner clause. Okay. I don't know about that. I know. And I don't know exactly what the, the recent logistics are, but it has to be at a venue recognized by some kind of like, um, it just has to be like an official organization, like a business basically has to represent your, right. and so it could just be the venue itself. Right. Um, but they have to be like recognized by some kind of board. Uh, and I think surely you're allowed to have more people if it's held outside, which is tricky right now because it's um, winter. Okay. I think it's rec- recognized as a faith gathering. And so there are a few additional allotments for that allowances right. for that. Um, and I think it gets more complicated if you want to have a reception afterward. And it's weird to have a hundred people at your wedding ceremony right. and then have no reception. But I think part of it is that it's easier to enforce social distancing if everybody's seated right. six feet apart or whatever, yeah. um, or within their bubbles. But once you get up and dance, it's a little trickier. So what's your, what's your six month outlook right now? We have to kind of look at it next week. Like we, we told ourselves in the new year, we're going to have to send some emails and figure things out. But, right. uh, we still pretty optimistically, 
believe that the world is going to be drastically different again in another couple months. Yeah. And we, we can make some calls as we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even if we're like, even if the world isn't completely different, but Nova Scotia is like the New Zealand of, of Canada. Yeah. But, but part of the problem is that we've been that already. Right. We have been the New Zealand of yeah. Canada and we kept our restrictions pretty tight and yeah. that was wise. Right. Um, and especially on the record, they're not going to let us get away with, with taking a mile when they should only give us an inch. June's right. still a ways off. If you go six months back, COVID's brand new to us. Like, it's amazing how, like, it seems to have been with us forever. Right. But it was it, only six months ago? No, it was nine months ago. Right, yeah. But yeah, it, was, right. it was still, like, pretty novel. Sure. So, so to speak. So, we'll, my, my, my short answer is I don't fucking know. <laughs> but we have to remain optimistic because it was hard for us last year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there a point where you'd go, you know what? Let's just do it. It's just like kind of a lope. Yeah. I mean, maybe a lope is an ugly word. Probably not. But I think I can't imagine we won't get married in 2021. Yeah. And I, I also find it pretty impossible to imagine we won't get married in June 2021. But I could be wrong. We don't ask my sister about it. Because yeah. we're just like, I don't know. Maybe they'll just like, she's kind of laid hints about like, maybe we'll just like do it. And we're like, cool. Like, so... It's not one of those things that comes up in conversation where we're like, so any wedding plan? We're like, right. do you, man? Like, whatever. You I don't know if we're like really traditional about it. I don't think that I'm too stuck up about like the, the traditions of, of modern matrimony. But um, I, I want, I, like my parents have to be there. My yeah. brother has to be I was, there. She, I was she the feels same the same about her family yeah. and, and siblings. And, you know, we've got a lot of close friends. Mm-hmm. And so I never needed it to be a hundred person wedding. But right. as you know, it's tough to make it less than that. And it sure is. And so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not really very committal here, am I? No, that, but hey, that's fine. I mean, you're, you're committal yeah, real, to Becky. That's real, the important thing. Real political about these <laughs> answers, buddy. <laughs> I'm not moving Answer off the this. damn question. <laughs> what makes America the best country in the world? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> then why is it wrong so goddamn always? <laughs> star-spangled awesome. Is that America so star-spangled awesome? <laughs> I love I love this so goddamn always mm. that that made me think when I saw it in the trailer. I was like, can you say so goddamn always? I Is that think a, a... I think it's a Sorkinism. I think he's used it a few times. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Actually, the newsroom is it's the most polluted with Sorkinisms of all of them. Right. Very few in Chicago 7. I'd need to watch it again to take a tally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's a he's a person who recycles a turn of phrase. I did. I tell you that I read a thing that had like pretty severe criticisms of the Chicago seven. No. And even, even how they made, um, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt look like a good guy. It was like, if you look into his history, he's actually like a shitty person. Yeah. He was representing a really shitty, uh, position. Right. Right. But I just don't know. I like if the actual like guy was actually bad too. I don't know. This is what I took away from, uh, it was like a Facebook post, honestly. I mean, Sorkin talks a lot about how, and this usually comes up when he's asked about, because this is like the boring question he's asked most often lately is, uh, what about the eventual inevitable Trump movie? And he always basically says, look, Trump's implausible. There's no, like, there, there'll right. be lots of, uh, lots of stories about this time, mm-hmm. but Trump will be uh, a, a theoretical character in the background while we focus on other people. Like, for example, James Comey, and he's referencing his buddy, Je- Jeff Daniels. Right. Um, right, right, right. And he says, because Trump is implausible and, and we can't really perceive him as, um, as humane mm-hmm. right and so he believes very strongly in like the poetics of aristotle and that everybody needs to be empathetic and i think in the case of 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, he kind of shoehorns this thing in with him having kids right. to show that he has like a conscience. Right. And and like literally the the guy on the other side says like, "Yeah, your dad's a good guy." <laughs> Right. It's like, oh, that seems a little forced. Yeah, that's is it Jeremy Strong who says yeah, that? Yeah, Jeremy Strong. Yeah. And Sasha Baron Cohen's like, oh, I don't think he is, but... <laughs> <laughs> also, we're supposed to be 20. Are they supposed to be 20? Yeah, they're supposed to be like super, super young. Ah! Like real young. That's so So weird. that was another big criticism too, which I Fair learned enough. after the fact. Fair enough. Again, it's like one of those allowances of, of theater that Sorkin doesn't worry about. And we watched the movie and we loved it. I love that movie. I'm gonna like, watch it again. That's great. I was yeah. I was bound to love it though. I'm like, right. is like, do you have anything where you're such a fan that like they could shit on a could, plate and you'd love it? it wrong. Yeah. yeah, it's like I heard that uh, Kevin Smith like stood up in the uh, was it the Last Jedi or the what was the final Star Wars Rise movie? of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker, and he stood up and he clapped and he went, "Yes, JJ, yes." Yeah. At one point. <laughs> I mean, I had a little bit of that. Like, yeah, sure. I, I have come to see how that movie's imperfect. I still like it more than the average bear, I think. But um, definitely when I walked out of Rise of Skywalker, I was like, that was perfect. Right. And it wasn't. Right. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, when is Alex's final Jeopardy? So we thought it was going to be Christmas Supposed to be Day. on Christmas Day. And I think they thought at the time, like, that's really momentous and symbolic and sweet. Like, mm -hmm. it's a time of togetherness. And then I think they thought, like, well, ratings are going to be horrific. It'll right. be horrible for Alex's last episode, and even those who tune in will be so sad. Yeah. And so I think they just scraped together some reruns and some, or they like maybe put other stuff in place. I'm about 20 episodes behind on Jeopardy, so yeah, <clears throat> I'll, uh, it's be a little while yet. But the last episode that he filmed is not going to be until January 8th, yeah. and I don't know when it's going to be back with Ken Jennings filling mm. in, and as far as we know, he's only filling in the once, right? Um, presumably to to audition for the job interestingly ken jennings tweeted uh, a little thread this morning apologizing for any jokes he may have tweeted in the past that offended people oh it was kind of apropos of nothing he just kind of out of nowhere it was just like hey sometimes i i tweet things and they miss the mark and i'm embarrassed by them and in the past i've often thought well i should leave them up so that people can have and a go see at that me people make mistakes yeah whatever. exactly and then i've come to kind of think that leaving them up suggests that i still feel that way and so like he was just kind of like dancing around this idea that like maybe he's uh pissed people off and he doesn't want anyone to dislike him and i wondered a little bit if that was like a cbs saying listen you need to make good on some make things. a pre-apology because as soon if we announce you're the host of the show yeah people are going to dig up dirt they're going to say well what about this tweet where you made fun of this blind woman right and because that's an example i'm not just saying for example <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> it's like a real thing you did <laughs> um, I don't remember what it was, but like people are going to, you know, and that's true of no, ma no matter who they give this job to, if they're a, a previously famous person, because this is the world we live in now, you can't get a job without somebody trying to cancel, cancel you. you. Um, and I like Ken Jennings and I, I, I need to see him host the show before I can endorse him having that job long term. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it seems like maybe there's a few gears turning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe some. Do you think he wants to? Yeah. You do. You think he's gotten for it? I think he's gotten for it. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't talked about Mulaney. Yeah. So interestingly, they're like people are actively calling it a relapse. And I started thinking about the the language to use when you didn't necessarily go to treatment in the first place. You you were never in like a program. He apparently just 
like stop <clears throat> drinking. He just decided, I think, you know, after waking, probably like a lot of people, so wakes oh, up I'm, after a nasty bender and is like, I hate who I am. Right. I'm doing a dry quarter again. I don't know if I told you that. Okay, I was actually going to ask you that when you started talking about resolutions. That's if right. If you're doing dry January, that was dry a, quarter. I did the dry. So the dry quarter got cut short last year yep. at so someone's uh, wedding um, uh, pre party came up and they were like, "I want you to drink for it." And I was like, "Okay, done." Okay, <laughs> like this yeah. is a, a, a you know a pre party not to be missed. Right. So my bachelor party has to fall outside the first quarter of this year. Then. No, it doesn't. See, I would make an exception for that. That's like, nice I you. feel like yours. I think it will anyway. Brent's. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so it's like January through April, though. Mm -hmm. So I will. I might even push the start date. Yeah. Because Jen's like, I mean, we're doing like a New Year's thing and it's uh, like a New Year's Day thing. You're not going to be like having drinks at my house. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are you? trying to because at first i was like no hard date yeah and then i was like no you know what like i can push it a day sure you can it's like a, how i hear Dax. Day's a holiday it doesn't count yeah. yeah it's like how i hear dax shepherd uh uh not yeah dax shepherd yep. talk about how uh he's like oh if i go back to day one like i might have a relapse yeah it's kind of like that and apparently when he he was i listened to an episode with seth green when they made without a paddle mm. Uh, they did like a world tour and they were like super good on this world tour. And then he walked into his suite that had a full stocked bar that was fully paid for. And he like apparently ran into Seth Green was like, we going to have a relapse tonight. Oh, no. And literally like like, yeah, it was like up for 48 hours. And yeah, but that doesn't doesn't align with the stories he was telling there a couple of months ago. He indicated that he only ever had one slip up. Since his sobriety started. Well, it was when his dad died. So he was, this was um, pre this, the 16 years. Oh, okay. So it he, was during another t attempt to yeah, quit. He, he didn't drink through high school. Hmm. He stopped drinking before high school started. Wow. <laughs> and then went to like university and I guess it got like a little hairy. And then like at one point it just really took off. Dark days. Chris Hardwick, another guy who kick drinking got sober really young yeah yeah i think it was around 9 11 he he talked about like he being in a in like an airport bar at 6 a.m and being drunk and just being like well this is the saddest thing ever oh my god yeah i've had a uh i've had a 6 a.m uh bar shot before getting on a plane from san diego from yeah. our honeymoon last year okay and it was because we went to the nfl game the night before and i started shaking yeah. i started shaking and feel being like and i know that i can prevent hangovers by uh or at least like, like, uh, dull them <laughs> by getting some hard alcohol in. That's quick. hair of the dog. That's a very common. It's a, it is a very common thing. Yeah. But I feel so guilt, and maybe that's just like like something that's inherent in me is like the guilt associated with it. Because it's like, an alcoholicy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to Jen. I was like, Jen, I I just I needed to do it, and she was like, Well, yeah. I mean, whatever. Like you're. I mean, there was still kind of like okay, dirtbag. And also, yeah, and sure, you're like. You're then partial to like a little bit of ribbing. I think you've earned that. But also you're about to get on a plane. And, and I know. And well, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm going to be trapped for four hours in this box. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine a worse fate yeah. than being real, <coughs> like really sick for four hours mm -hmm. on an airplane. Yeah. No, that's that's excusable, I think. And, and in the case of Mulaney, he quit drinking when he was 23. That's so young. 
Yeah, and like his stories indicate that it got really nasty there leading up to because it wasn't just drinking, it was doing a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Which which wasn't super public until like the what the WTF with Mark Marin. Maybe you're right. When it, he was even like pretty coy about it then when Marin was like, So what was it you're doing? Like you were it was pills, was it? Like Yeah. And he's like he's like cocaine and he's he was like yeah, it was it was some of that stuff. Right. Like he was still very like He's been more open about that recently. Oh really? And in and in stand up he's talked about like doing cocaine and stuff. Has he? Yes. And he's talked about drinking too much for as long as I've been a fan yeah. of his. Yeah, definitely. But interestingly drinking like, the perfume. He got right. Yeah. <laughs> he got sober and then pretty quickly thereafter gets hired as a writer on SNL. Pretty quickly thereafter becomes like a world class stand up comedian. Yeah. Has some really popular specials. The sitcom thing obviously didn't go his way, but it was still a show about him and named after him. Yeah. Like, he's had very few, I mean, like, Oh, Hello on Broadway, Big mm-hmm. Mo- Like, he's gotten really successful. Yeah. Immediately after getting sober, it's kind of just been, like, uh, steps up every year. Yeah. And so, I think that happens sometimes. I think it happened with Russell Brand, too. Some of these people who, like, are about to kill themselves, and the day they decide to make a change their whole life gets so much better right. that they're able to kind of pathologize in their heads that that was the causation. Yeah. And that's fine. That's great. But I think also COVID was really unhealthy for some people who have these vices and they they really don't thrive bored. Right. And so he's stuck at home and he's not able to, and you know, I shared with you the article about him joining Seth Meyers writing staff. Like it was, and I very naively was like everyone else, like this is kind of kooky, right? Right. Uh, Whereas... You nailed it. You're like, I think that this is probably what it was. I think I think he probably is maybe feeling tempted and needs to get out of the house. Yeah. And you're I'm sure you're exactly right. I'm sure they're related, the yeah. the, the two things. I think so. And I, I think like he might have went to Seth at one point and was like, dude, like I've been drinking or something. Like yep. I need to like get and then it it must have hit a point where he just said, like, you know, fuck this, I'm getting Yeah. But like I've gone too far. He did a couple too that like his wife used to be on Instagram. Oh yeah, she's not anymore. Interesting. Yeah, like she there. I used to see like pictures of their dog and like. like, I don't. I don't want to speculate about their personal life. Who knows? Because I have to think it's like. I don't know from this um, experience. It seems like as hard as it is to be an addict, Mm -hmm. either in recovery or while using. It's got to be equally hard to be the partner of one of those people. Like how mm-hmm. painful that must be. And oh, lo- and lonely. Totally. Um, and so we don't know what's going on with them. And and I almost feel like a little weird talking about it, although we're such fans of his. I think that's the thing. We've had a through line of talking about John Mulaney the whole time. It's not like we're not cheering for him. Oh, totally cheering for totally him. Totally cheering. And I, and I believe in him for sure. But the other thing is like he didn't make a public statement. Yeah. I think it's valuable for people who struggle with that kind of thing to to see that it's an ongoing battle. Yeah. Um, but he also didn't personally make the announcement like somebody else leaked that to the press and now we know. That's and so true. when you talk about the language used to discuss it, even his rep, I think like declined for yeah. comment. And right? I get, like, I get dubious about, about some of the things we say about it because they, we know that he checked into a facility. I think that's pretty well mm-hmm. uh, understood. And he but, probably would have loved no one to know about this. I probably, but <laughs> maybe not. Maybe he's thinking, well, it's good for people to know. I don't know. Eventually, he'll be. have to discuss it publicly. You know when people look for interesting experiences, too, for specifically for stand-up? I, I really hope that's not what's happening. Have you heard? Of, no, no, no. I don't, I don't think he started drinking yeah. and to go to... To, to, find, to find the pain? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that... Uh, I wonder if he's going to make the most of this and then have, like, 
like, you know, like for instance, someone said that they stopped doing stand up because they're too happy. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes that like Chris Rock, I guess, is like, I don't know, like I got nothing to Well, Jerry Seinfeld says that success is the enemy of comedy. Right. Yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. That is what I'm talking about, for sure. Um so what I don't what I am a little dubious of in in the language of of his quote unquote relapse is when they say John Mulaney checks into a facility for alcohol and cocaine use. I think we don't know that. I think we for sure don't know what he was doing or if he was doing it. Or maybe the facility is specific to alcohol and cocaine use. Yeah. Okay. But like if I, if I'm drinking too much, can I not go to that facility because I am not also a cocaine addict or like, Oh no, no, no. That's what I mean. Like it's, it's for, for both. So you sure. can go for one or the other. And we or know both. we know that he's had both of those vices in the past, mm-hmm. and maybe he's been you know uh, victim to them again. I find it weird how they're kind of invoking Pete Davidson. In Me these, too. It's like, really it's really ugly. Like apparently he he was like trying to show Pete a clean and sober lifestyle. <laughs> it's like what? I, well, this is what I mean. Like our our presumption to know these people mm-hmm. or what they mean to each other or the culture, like. I don't think we know that he was trying to show Pete a clean lifestyle. I right. think that they were fucking friends. Yeah. Like, I think he's just hanging out with yeah, them. Yeah. That's, and they maybe have some things in common. Like, right. why are we overcomplicating this? Yeah. Um, and also, I think, in general, the media is very irresponsible with their address of Pete Davidson. I think that, like, we're very, very careless with how we talk about his issues. Yeah. Because <laughs> that guy is, you know, he's like, be more careful with Pete Davidson. Right. Um, and frankly, 2021 resolution, be more careful with Pete Davidson. And my point is be also be more careful with John Mulaney because we don't know what happened. We don't right. even know that he, he was using, right? Like maybe he no, was like, true. look, I'm maybe really scared. I might. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. We don't know anything. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's true. Maybe he just needed a, a good refresher. So we have lots of things we can talk about here. We're actually uh, long in the tooth today. Yeah, you're right. I've got a list of, uh, of TV shows that are scheduled to come out in 2021. Uh, shows that we no doubt can do podcasts about at some point. Some of them okay. sound great. Some of them sound unsurprising. Some of them sound really dull. Um, but as soon as a couple of days from now, on January 3rd, The Watch premieres. This is based on Terry Pratchett's fantasy series Discworld. Oh, I know nothing about this. Do you know about Discworld? You'd recognize the book spines because anytime you've walked through chapters, they take up so much real estate. No, and who's Terry Pratchett? Fantasy writer. Okay. Uh, he wrote Good Omens with Neil Gaiman. Gotcha. And is this going to be HBO or I don't know, Showtime? actually. I, I presume it's going to be some kind of prestige network. It okay. seems like it, it ought to be. Okay. Uh, so that's coming out. Something called Mr. Mayor comes out uh, in another week and a half, January 7th. This is an NBC sitcom starring Ted Danson already. Back to the network sitcoms with Ted Danson. Wow. It's a Tina Fey and Robert Carlock show. So the pedigree is high. That's cool. And I guess he plays the mayor. It's called Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Yeah, he must. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's kind of cool. Like that. WandaVision comes out in a couple of weeks. January 15th, Disney Plus. This is Scarlet Witch and and Vision. Oh, man. That's a perfect time for this stuff to come out. Like January through March. Just clutch. Also, like Disney Plus has been a huge boon for that company it's yes. been like enormously successful it's also been out for almost a year and a half yeah and they've only created one big talked about show right and they have like a lot of like little not little but like lesser original content things but the mandalorian is their flagship program and it's time they had a few more of those yeah did and you watch so, noel over christmas at all i watched it last christmas it, it's not bad i think maybe i didn't finish it it's kind of funny like it, it starts starts a little weak and then 
she becomes kind of funny. I wanted more from it, I think, because yeah. it was like Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. And I was like, this yeah. has to be great. Right. And then I think maybe I lost interest. Last year, I watched The Christmas Chronicles. And I think I thought at some point this year I would watch The Christmas Chronicles too, but it never happened. Christmas Chronicles 1 was kind of rough for me. Yeah, I kind of got through it. I kind of enjoyed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The whole like jailhouse, little Steven It's stupid. It's not very good. Yeah. (laughs) I remember the reindeer being really bad for 2019. Right. That's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So WandaVision's coming up pretty soon. I'm excited for that. It looks like it's going to be kind of artful and interesting. Uh, Now, this is an example of the kind of show that we probably... Unless we're really strapped for shows, and we might be, we won't need to talk about this because it's just so of a kind. Clarice comes out on CBS uh, February uh, 11th. This is a sequel to The Silence of the Lambs. Right. That's weird. It's a like a, it's a drama, not yeah. unlike Hannibal. Right. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier, March 19th, another Avengers Disney Plus show. Yeah. Saw a trailer for it. Yep. Looked exactly like what you would expect from this show. Sam and Bucky. It looks it looks less interesting than WandaVision, doesn't it? 100%. Yeah. Give me some some wormholes here, guys. Another one, uh, similarly, Loki, which doesn't have a premiere date on Disney+, Plus, but it is supposed to come out this year. Tom Hiddleston again. Now, this character died at the beginning of Endgame, or maybe it was Infinity War. Like, right. is they there really more, him back. really more Loki story to tell? <clears throat> I don't know. Loki? I think so. Loki, I'm not that interested, or kind of high key, frankly. High key. Lord of the Rings, though. That's got to be that's got to be interesting. I think when does that come out? We don't know yet. Okay. At some point in 2021, I think Amazon Prime fully intends for their Lord of the Rings show to dominate the popular culture. Yeah. Yeah, well that was it a billion dollars they spent on it? Yeah. This is a billion dollar show. Like hundreds of cast members. Like I think that and, and when it was first announced, I think our our hot take was like, "Oh, they just want the Game of Thrones audience." I think it's going to be bigger than that. I think not unlike Avatar, I think it's easy for us to assume that they're being overzealous and yeah. actually they'll win do you think i no, think it'll be great new zealand rallied to get like covid free for for the filming of this show <laughs> if you guys don't behave <laughs> yeah we can't have hobbits again we're we want our hobbits <laughs> i'm into it i'm really i think i think the rumor was it's going to be about a younger aragorn so cool. no, not necessarily like to the text of the tolkien novels but like featuring the characters and i'm i'm psyched for that nine perfect strangers uh which is uh uh, geez, I think it's a Hulu show based on another Leanne Moriarty novel like Big Little Lies being show run by who else? Nicole Kidman. <laughs> it's about like dressing crazy. And yeah. About yeah. like gossipy society people. Oh, Somebody probably ends up dead. Couldn't sound more boring. Wow. Yeah. Did you finish The Undoing? No. I <sighs> kn- I found out what happened. You did? Yeah. Didn't I tell you about this? Oh, I think you did. Yeah. Hugh Grant was on uh, Fresh Air. Yes. And they spoiled yeah, it for and me. Terry Gross just like went just for it. Went for it. Yeah. I couldn't be the only one who was annoyed by that. Something called The Old Man, which is a sucky title. Um, Jeff Bridges. First time he's doing a, a TV turn. Uh, Jeff Bridges, gritty drama about an ex-CIA operative living off the grid who gets dragged back into the old game. I, I love it. I'm into it too. I love it. I'd love to know what network that's playing on because that will give me an idea. Of, it's uh, not going to be like a like a network thing. Like It seems it's like gonna it's like going to be... Like a Netflix. Be, yeah, like a, a prestige, probably high quality. Cool. Uh, drama totally. Wheel of Time uh, it seems like it's going to be a big year for the uh, the adapting of, of fantasy novel series yep. between Discworld and Lord of the Rings Wheel of Time is another one I don't know anything about it just that it's huge and it's also Amazon so Amazon is really in this racket they're going in yeah they're going in apparently um, they're going into podcasts too Amazon they, podcasts they bought Wondery oh okay 
Yeah. yeah. I, lis- I listened to band. Justin Long's podcast on Wondery. It's Wondery, okay. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I think Netflix is going into podcasts too. Really? And frankly, good. Like, they should bring back the radio drama. Yeah. People want that. It, like, every, like... Um, page turner is not the right term but like like nail biter in podcast doesn't have to be like a crime documentary no like tell us stories just tell us a story should we start every week doing a a a podcast pitch that we could then (laughs) pitch to netflix okay i feel like it would be kind of fun if we had like an alternating like okay this week i'll come up with one and it'll be like you know whatever this guy is a jaded uh completely fictional completely fictional oh i got millions of these you got millions of yes i'm always coming up with story ideas and we could like even like read uh a page okay Mm -hmm. so in this one i'm gonna be jake and you're gonna be tim can i tell you when i wrote this christmas story that you listened to about a month ago um it's i mean it's just like a real heads now it's a what i said real heads now oh yeah yeah, real show show heads um it's um this is like a little slice of life, little melancholy Christmas story, but it features this story within a story that I told you about, right. which is <laughs> this high concept um, existential conversation piece between Christmas singer Burl Ives yeah. and Christmas singer Thurl Ravenscroft. And yeah. the idea is like, it's a Burl talk and of, Thurl. it's called Burl and Thurl and it's about like cynicism in the face of Christmassy commercialism. Yeah. And I thought that would be like a cool idea for a one act play. Yeah. And I like, I, sure. I had that idea first and I was like, that's a funny title, but I don't want to write it. That's and so then like, I was like, I could, I could still bring it to life by acknowledging that it exists in the universe of another thing of I wrote. Another world. And so this is an example where to dispose of some of those ideas that you don't actually want to use. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Netflix, you can have it. Build it into something else. That's right. I love that. Yeah. That's that's very fascinating that you came up with that part first. Yeah, I did. And then came up with another world. I came it. up with that while we were painting our bathroom and listening to Christmas music in November. Uh, I think those two songs, Holly Jolly Christmas and You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, played back to back. And yeah. I was like, their names rhyme. I and they're think, both silly names. I think I need, I actually think I might need less podcast time, like less time, more time in the silence, just coming up with like shower thoughts. That's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe that should be part of a resolution too. Sometimes my shower speaker runs out of battery and I forget to charge it. Yeah. And then I have quiet showers. Yeah. I'm usually pretty grateful for them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I friggin' always have a podcast playing like if there's i even said to jen when we were taking the tree down the other day i was like i can't do this without anything playing i don't like like to be alone with my thoughts you already took your tree down yeah wow yeah on like the 28th i think that's pretty fast i know i mean ours will come down probably on the second or whatever yeah but we usually give it until after new year's it was like the day before our garbage day it just made sense yeah or else it's just going to be sitting on the side of the house. And Jen, honestly, like she puts the tree up. We put the tree up like December 10th. You were pretty early on it. So, yeah. hey. Yeah, it's over now. It's over now. That's it. Uh, just a couple more of these. Uh, and I'm sure more shows will come out than have listed have been listed here. But uh, I think I knew this existed. It is called uh, Young Rock. It's an NBC sitcom about a boy, Dwayne Johnson. No. Pre, pre-superstardom. So like everybody hates Chris, but Dwayne Johnson. Or Young Sheldon. Or well, except for that, it's a real person. It's a, right. It's yeah, like a real so. famous person. Young Rock. Young Rock. Wouldn't that just be called Pebble? That's <laughs> yeah. a missed opportunity. Yeah, it, you're right. Probably is. Young Rock. Um, interestingly, it will probably feature his father, Rocky Johnson, as a character, a Nova Scotian man. That's right. Yeah. So wait, uh, is it a? Do you say it's a comedy? Yeah, it's a, a sitcom on NBC. Wow. 
That is fascinating. No, I weird term. probably creatively liberated. And I don't know if like the rock is going to narrate it. A la Chris rock. I bet he will probably. Right. Yeah. That seems to be the format. Mm-hmm. Now, will Sheldon himself ever show up cameoing in young Sheldon as another character? He may already have. He may I, have I don't, I have no that. idea. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I know he narrates it, though. Okay. Yeah. Legit. You- and uh, the last one, I mean, this could have otherwise been uh, uh, a segue towards the end of our episode, but we still have some more to talk about. I'll say it now. Uh, Bel Air has not been confirmed, but it could come out in 2021. This is like the dramatic reinterpretation of The Fresh Prince. <laughs> right. That Will Smith has backed. It's like going to look like Euphoria. Yeah. That would be the best call for it, I think, is yeah. make it as much like Euphoria make as possible. Make it as gritty as possible. They actually did a really funny turn in uh, in Saved by the Bell mm. when they were going to go to a big high school party and it was going to be like at the rich kids and and one of the girls from like Douglas, the like underfunded school, says, oh my God, it's going to be like Euphoria. And she like wears like angel wings and she's like, it keeps showing it in like the Euphoria verse through like her mind because she's yeah. like super drunk and then it shows what it actually looks like and she's like in a closet like slow dancing with a uh, fur coat so that show's still working that show is done okay uh, we watched it all yeah and it was great wow. can i can i tell you the funniest ending yeah i'm not gonna watch it it's not a huge spoiler it's like literally mac morris is looking on his phone and he's like, man, I'm so happy that everyone's back together and like you guys get to stay at the school and everyone's happy. And he gets a buzz on his phone and he goes, hmm, what's coronavirus? Probably doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> and they like walk over to like. Oh my God. Yeah, they really like bring it up in the last episode. Like, <laughs> like he's like, looks like we're good from here on out and you guys get to stay and everything's happy. And what's coronavirus? It does kind of raise the question of what every TV show has to do as they continue to create content. Um, and I think maybe, were they talking about this with Manzukis on The Watch? Yeah, where they, and Manzukis made the point of like, okay, well, if you don't do it, then it's like... It's science fiction. It, yeah, he's like, it's yeah. like CGIing the Twin Towers into shots in New York. Like That's what he said, yeah. You got, which I was like, okay, yeah, I suppose. But I don't think that... I think those are two kind of different things. Except, except I think like they are kind of different things. And like you don't have to write stories about COVID right. for you to have like background characters wearing masks. Right. And sometimes they lean too far into it. They've done that a little bit on This Is Us. It's like a, it's a little bit overstated. Like right. we're having a socially distanced Thanksgiving. Right. Um, and, and I told you that Grey's Anatomy was like 100% about COVID this year. It is a hospital show to be yeah. fair. Yep. Um. So I don't know. Like it's a fine line because we don't want to be inundated with more <laughs> but also, entertainment that's supposed to be escapist, but it's about our harsh reality. And yet it feels a little not irresponsible, just like a little disingenuous to never acknowledge that COVID happened in the universe of this thing you're watching. Also, I think it's hilarious because they put Meredith Gray in the pilot study for this like vaccine, and she goes into a coma or something. Oh my god! I think it, I think it's something like that. Something that sends her into a coma, and the chief doctor is like, I. I know that we made the right decision making <laughs> Meredith do this. One of our doctors like, wait a second. Is the chief still the chief on Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. Yeah, He's yeah. been old forever. Yeah. Meredith's going to retire before him. Probably. Yeah. He And he's like probably aged better than she has. 
Well, who would age well under the circumstances? That's true. She's lost a partner. I mean, bombs the going off lawsuit in money that Meredith must have in the bank. Why do you need to keep doing this job? It's very true. God almighty. It's very true. That's all I have. Tell me what you got. I just have uh, my list of shows for 2020. These are shows that I've watched every single episode of. Okay. So, and I think there's more beyond this. Because even like when I was leaving, Jen was like, oh, that uh, Anna Kendrick one. I was like, oh, Love Life. Like, I was just looking through the best of. So, there's... Yeah. Probably like little shows that kind of fell by the wayside. They weren't huge, like but I might water cooler them. things, but yeah. they were still really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So my number one is Mando season two. Okay. Uh, my number two is Queen's Gambit. So Love far it. pretty like, you know. So wait a uh, second. What was your number one? Mando season two. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two is Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. Three, Ted Lasso. Actually three, I switched Last Dance and Ted Lasso. Okay. I love the Last Dance so much. Ted Lasso is, also made. Is Ted Lasso really sports heavy? No, okay. no, no. Like, if if that's what you're worried about being a barrier for entry, I'm not. I'm not worried about anything. I just haven't gotten around to it. I really no. want to watch it. No, no, mm-hmm. you'll you'll like it. Um, actually, you'll love it. Like, I recommended it to multiple friends, and they're like, "This is my favorite show." Yeah. Wow, like this is like the best recommendation you've made in a while. It's a feel good <laughs> thing, right? It's definitely a feel good thing, but it, it's like got you know some interesting plots and stuff too. That you know, it's not necessarily. Great. Straight down the middle. Great. Um, high Fidelity. Oh, yeah. That was one of the great disappointments, eh? Yeah. That, I really got a kick out of that. That they didn't renew it. Yeah. It uh, it did such a tremendous job of revamping something that's kind of been done to pieces yep. and still keeping it kind of fresh. And yep. I was engaged. And it was, a, it was a fresh enough take. And I thought she was charismatic. Good supporting characters. Yep. It, it was just really conducive to being stretched out. And it was a good hang. And it was a good hang. And they decided to cancel it. Ah, those assholes. I know. Um, I put this kind of high, but never have I ever, which was the the Mindy Kaling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. It was a, it was a good watch. You, you finished all of that, right? I did. And it was a big hit. I think we watched like seven of them in a row or something. It was yeah, like an incredibly right. digestible. We um, went through it really quick, too. It was... It had a, like it'll definitely have a strong second season, or at least it'll come back with a lot of fanfare because yeah. people got into that one. I think it was a feel good show. Do you think John McEnroe does the second season, or like I feel like they kind of have that relationship now where it would be weird for them to say it would be feel like uncomfortable for them to be like, "Hey, John, like we're actually going with like I don't know some weird sure, other." But unless he decides he doesn't want to do it anymore, and then the gimmick can become. What other weird alter ego can she have right. as like a celebrity a narrator? Celebrity so it narrator. could be like. I do um, like that. I, I, well, who I, would be I, some other people who would be like funny juxtapositions, though? Like Lou Ferrigno? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno? I don't know why. <laughs> uh, Pat Sajak? Yeah. Like, what's a. What's something that's almost like the antithesis of. And John you were, McEnroe. You're right. That well, okay. You want to go in another direction from John McEnroe. Um, so maybe like, I bet it would be like, so not not to this level, but it'd be like, and it's me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like just going the complete like. Sure. Um, what about like Mr. Feeney? Okay. Be, at like being well, not, <laughs> not Mr. Mr. Care, Mr. <laughs> William Daniels, the actor who played Mr. Feeney. That'd be funny. That would be funny. Is he still with us? Yep. All right. I'm into it. Yep. Imagine if that's the actual choice they made. That'd be wild. What a pull up from 40. That what would be. What a weird pull that would be. 
Um, okay, great pick so far. I've watched a lot of these myself. Love Life with Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I liked that. Gets in there somewhere. It's I just put it in the middle of the pack, but it could probably go closer to the bottom. I happily watched all of it. It just didn't really, it didn't move me that deeply, but right. I thought it was pretty good. Um, upload. Eh, I didn't really get that. Uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. They, well, they say they're not going to do another season of that. The, the, oh, the showrunner's like, we've done the two Haunting of's, not going to do anymore. That's that's wise. Yeah. It Pretty probably cool. is. Um, Boy season two. Boy season two? The boys. Sorry. I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, Saved by the Bell on another right, I don't yeah. get vibe. Uh, 11 uh, devs. Okay. Yep. Um, Utopia and normal people. Hey, normal people made the list. Yeah. You got a lot of like uh, similar vibes in your show, like the boys and devs and and Utopia and Upload. Those sh- sure. Upload, not so much. I guess that was more comedic. But like some of these like really gritty, not post-apocalyptic, but kind of like alt science fiction. But notice my tops were all like the feel goods, like yep. Man- Mando season two. Yep, being number one. Lasso, Queen's Gambit, Ted Lasso, Last Dance. Man, after watching the pilot episode of Queen's Gambit, if you had told me that would fall in the feel good category, I would not have believed you. So, but so true. It eh? genuinely is. It looks like it's going to be a high drama the whole time. Yes, and it kind of is, but it's so stylish and and perky as yeah. well. Yeah. Um. Well, that's a good list. I think most people would probably agree with that list. But interesting, like, is Devs going to come back? It seems like that's a show that launched with a lot of. Um, it no, got, got kind of no, fired it, out of a cannon. It's and not then, going to, and it even like declined th- as the season went on. Like I, I would have thought early on that that was going to be like my favorite show, and it really, really wasn't. Did you watch the Big Fat Quiz of the Year yet? Yes. Yep. Did you watch it? Watched it all. Nice. Yeah. It was. Wasn't that unbelievable? I was going to bring up the, when you were talking about Trump, the the Trump or Gump yes. thing that they did. Yeah. It was unbelievable Some how many of those quotes were donald trump and they got past me like they didn't even really yeah. make the news cycle well some of them were old to be oh, fair okay. some of them were not from 20 because that's the thing that i had to learn as we went on like there was a couple of them where it was like i would recognize them if they were recent right some of them i did recognize but an example was um like d- the deeply damaged women are better in bed or something yeah I was okay like, he, he said that on howard stern in like the 90s right okay he didn't say that yeah this year um it did remind me, and I had this thought uh, previous to watching the show, but I can't believe I gave you a quiz on events from 2020 and didn't think to ask you what Elon Musk named his baby. That's, that, that is a perfect trivia question that I did think of afterward, and, and then it was in the show. And it was in the the test that Colin gave. Good. Yeah, I should have I thought to ask you because that's the only way you would know. And I, I think like one team got it right. Maybe. Do you know it now? No, I still like it's like <laughs> X Ash. Like, what's the name of that AE symbol? Uh, I forget. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna sit down it's and memorize that. Maybe one of the biggest horseshit things that happened this year was naming a child. So that. dumb. Yeah. Um, just name him the child, like Star Wars did, or Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it was kind of a sleepy show, but it's still a good hang. Yeah. Um, I May Destroy You is coming up on a lot of the year-end lists, yeah. which I wasn't able to finish, and maybe I'll get back to it. What do you mean you weren't able to finish it? It just wasn't literally... It just, like, wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't, like... I wasn't feeling motivated to watch it. What is episode. that? Why, what, it's so strange, eh? When, like, you just can't seem to click with something that so obviously should be clickable. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm truly curious. And, like, so ones that I put up that I I want to come back to and finish are uh, I May Destroy You... 
Rami season two is supposed oh, to be yeah. really good. Yep. Um, what we do in the shadows. Mm. I need to finish season two, but I finished season one and it does get better. Dave was one that kept coming up. Oh yeah. Um, I liked Dave. I liked the pilot. Dave was good. Yeah. And the new season of Big Mouth was good too. I was happy about that. I thought it was stronger than. I think it's the most gross out season they've ever done. And as a result, I'm struggling to get through it. Really? I still only watch one every couple days. Yeah. Yeah. They do really lean heavy into the gross. They do. This season. A lot of big shows coming back in 2021 too. Like uh, at least as long as everything goes according to plan, Stranger Things will come back this year. Yeah. Um, Succession will come back. All the big Euphoria, all the big shows will come back in addition. So that's something to look forward to. Um, and hopefully we have lots of good TV to watch. I think like there was a bit of a concern when COVID started to hit and everything was being shut down. And then it, it was clear that they were going to be shut down for a long time that maybe there'd be like two whole calendar years where we'd have nothing new to watch. And that's actually not the case because they were able to get the industry up and running again eventually. Well, and LA is recommending that filming stop again. So Mm. we're kind of having like the same conversation, but I'm sure we'll get to a level of like testing and, but not everything gets made in LA. That's true. That's true. They're going to start doing bubbles. Yeah, probably. Little bubble cities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if uh, as long as the actors can stay out of strip clubs, that seems to be the, the problem with sports right now. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's been multiple cases of athletes going to strip clubs. I'm surprised strip clubs can be open. Well, that's the other problem. Yeah. If you don't want them in there, then don't be open. That's right. <laughs> really nah. they should really the strip club organizations and the sports organizations should work together they gotta work together <laughs> At the, or just include them in the bubble yes that's right yeah that's true have your own entertainment you have set. a whole city a whole yeah. bubble city yep i don't have anything new to say about will smith my thing was that the bel-air show is probably going to come out in 2021 and he's he's going to get behind it because it's going to be he is behind he has, he has to green light it for right, it to happen right, 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 and i think right. he did already he should have done that at the end of the reunion show, which I still haven't watched yet. I'm never going to watch that. I probably will watch that. I won't never watch it, but we should never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith, um, but trust 2021, right? Do we trust yeah, 2020 or, or do we have no trust left in us? No, no. We got to trust 2021. Yes. We got to play, play Vampire Weekend's 2021 on the out. It's almost unbelievable that that song was made at this point. How long ago was that song made? In 2019, oh, okay. but it's just like 2021. What do you think about us? And it's like oh. it's a lot of like I can wait a year, but I couldn't wait three. Like it's such a weird kind of like hopeful yet like cautious song that's like very like lullaby. Okay. Anyways, I'll play for play. I'll play you it after the podcast. All right. I made an Apple Music playlist of like New Year's Eve songs that are not like party songs, but they're like hopefully either really on the nose new year's songs that like literally say hey it's a new year or something right or there's songs that kind of fit the vibe of our collective experience right and so i tweeted that out if anybody wants to go nice. listen to my sad new year's playlist love it yeah uh, sad though yeah some sometimes okay you know like life itself that's fair right <laughs> <laughs> we did we're done right this yeah, is over i think so all right never trust will smith never trust will smith